Welcome to your winning journey podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Lee. I went from feeling guilty eating the foods I love and letting the skill control me to now helping you overcome this. No matter where you are or what you're experiencing, you can always win and I'm going to show you how. It is now your turn to transform your health, mind, and life. So let's do this together. Hello, welcome back to another podcast episode. Today we are starting off part two of the basic blueprint series. And today we're going to dive deep on how to lose weight without tracking calories. Now, before we get started, I do want to mention that if you haven't listened to part one of this series, you want to make sure you do that. It is last week's episode and I dive deep on how you can be successful no matter where you are at, whether you choose to work out at home or at the gym, if you've been very confused and overwhelmed about that process, make sure to listen to the episode after this one. Now, this episode, we're going to dive deep into your meals and basically your eating habits and your nutrition, because it is literally the foundation of weight loss. And if you are doing all the workouts, you're like hitting the gym and you feel like you're getting a nice sweat session, but your food is still kind of all over the place and you're just doing things randomly, or I should say eating things randomly throughout the day, you want to pay attention to this episode. And what you're going to leave listening to this is a plan of what to do going forward so that you can lose weight in the most simple way possible. Because I know tracking calories can be a pain in the butt. Okay, if you listen to my journey and if you've been following me for a while, I've talked about how there was a point in my journey where I tracked calories for three years straight, nonstop. And I remember this one time I was like, there's no way I can keep doing this because I'm not going to do this for the rest of my life. And I stopped doing it. And now I'm able to lose weight, lose fat, tone my body without tracking calories just by listening to the signals in my body. And I want to teach you that skill today so that you don't have to worry about plugging in numbers in my fitness pal, trying to hit a certain number, trying to restrict yourself because you're not below 1300 calories or something in order to lose weight by a certain date or like trying to hit certain grams of macros, right? Like we're going to eliminate all of that and really help you dive back into the basics of relying on your hunger and fullness level. And in order to do that, you got to understand what your body is telling you. And I know it can be a little bit tricky, especially if you've been dieting for a very long time. You're just like, I don't even know what hunger is. I don't even know when I'm full. And I don't even know if I'm eating out of boredom or if I'm just emotionally eating because I'm so stressed and sad. This episode is for you. And so I would recommend that if you are not driving, you take out a piece of paper and start taking some notes because you're going to leave this episode having a plan on the best next step. So let's get started. So the first thing that I just want to mention is although you're not going to be tracking calories, you still have to be tracking something. And that something here is you're going to start food journaling, meaning you're going to start taking pictures of your food so that you have facts and data to go off of when you want to make changes to your meals. Not only that, these pictures are going to help you determine why you're not seeing progress and how you can trust the process when you are having good intentions with your food. Because if you're not tracking your nutrition, 
you won't have any information to go off of, and then you won't know what kind of problem to solve. And what I love about food journaling so much is a lot of the times you either have a portioning problem, meaning you're eating a lot throughout the day, or you're eating a lot in one sitting, or you have a timing problem, meaning you're constantly snacking as well at like every two hours, or you're having very long gaps between meal, let's say breakfast, lunch, and dinner, where you're only eating when you're very hangry. And that's probably why you're overeating, right? But you don't know that if you don't have any information to go off of, which is why food journaling is going to be your first step. Now you're probably thinking, okay, Sam, what is food journaling? How do you do it? This is very simple. If you have a cell phone, And you probably do if you're listening to this podcast episode, you create an album on your phone for the week. And then you start taking pictures of your food whenever you have it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and even your snacks. And then you add it to that album. And at the end of the week, you look at the album to see what you want to work on and to really see how your eating patterns are. And just you being aware of what you're eating when you're eating and the types of foods that you're eating, you're going to be amazed at like, okay, this is what I want to work on. Maybe it's not a good idea to go to Starbucks every morning. Maybe it's not a good idea to wait until like 9pm to eat my dinner when my lunch was at noon. Right. And you'll start to pick up these things of like, okay, maybe I'm snacking way too many desserts throughout the day for no reason, just because you're bored. Like there's so much information and food journaling and it will help you really understand that like this has nothing to do with calorie in and calorie out and trying to hit the perfect number on the scale. It's more about understanding why you are eating it and how much during that time, because a lot of the times as women, we tie a lot of our emotions to food, right, to cope and all of that. And you'll find that in these pictures. So I'm not saying that you have to food journal for the rest of your life, but I would recommend to start off doing it for a month and you will be amazed at how much your eating habits will change just by doing this. Now, I do just want to preference that if you're someone who don't finish your plate when you do have meals, Make sure you take a before and after picture of your food so that you're able to see that, oh, for breakfast, I didn't eat the whole entire like oatmeal. I only had half of it. And maybe for dinner, I didn't eat the whole entire Chipotle bowl. And that's okay, right? If you do finish your food, you could just have that one picture and that's completely fine. But having those before and after really helps you see that, okay, like I don't eat the whole entire thing. I usually don't finish my food. And that can actually show that you might not have a portioning problem. It might be the timing problem, like what I was saying earlier. Now, in order for you to get more in tune with your body and just listen to the signals, like what I was telling you, it starts with this, the food journaling. And then it starts with you adding more data once you get those pictures. So this is like the second step after you're like two weeks in of your food journaling, right? And this is adding a hunger and fullness scale with your food picture. And this literally changed the game for my clients because the moment when they just become aware of what they're eating and why they're doing it, they really start to see that, okay, like 
I don't really need that snack anymore. Or I actually need to eat a lot sooner before I get very like hungry because that way I won't eat so much. Right. And they've lost like five pounds, but then six weeks, just cleaning up their eating habits and really not stressing out about trying to keep up with the gym routine or trying to force themselves to work out for two hours long, right? Like this alone will really help you lose that first five pounds by just being aware. Like, I feel like a lot of times we underestimate what awareness does for you. And it goes such a long way because now that you are aware of your eating habits, you could do something about it. But when you're trying to solve your eating habits, improve it, like, okay, I need to eat less. Maybe I should not eat so much. Like when you're making those like broad statements to yourself on like why those are the reasons why you're not losing weight, you don't really have any information to go off of. You're just kind of making assumptions in your head. And this allows you to really focus on the facts versus the story of you telling yourself that you eat too much or like you don't eat enough or that you're not very a snacker like why is it that you're gaining weight and like this whole entire thing right and so if you have a paper in front of you and a pen write these hunger scale down I'm gonna go in depth on the hunger scale and the fullness scale and that way you can check in with yourself before you eat on where you're at in terms of the hunger scale one through ten and then after you're done eating you can check in with yourself again on whether you're one through ten on the fullness scale and then as you start gathering that data you'll start to understand that okay I tend to eat when I'm starving, I tend to eat when I'm bored, or I tend to eat to the point where I'm really full and I feel uncomfortable, or I only eat until I'm satisfied and full. You don't know that until you start putting these numbers into your pictures, okay? So for the hunger scale, on a scale one through six, if you're between that, it means that you're not hungry. So if you eat while you're between a one through six, it just means that you're eating out of boredom or you're probably emotional eating. If you are feeling stressed with work or like studying for an exam at school or something like that, like you probably just want to like do something different. So this is what I like to call boredom eating or emotional eating. If you are a seven, it means that you're starting to feel hungry, but you don't have much urgency to just eat yet. So you probably will be hungry in about an hour, but you're just like, okay, I'm getting there, but I'm not there quite yet. Now, when you're at an eight, this means that you're hungry. Like your stomach is sort of growling, like it's about to get there, but you're not starving. That's the difference. You're hungry, but you're not starving. Now, if you are a nine, it means you're overly hungry. Your stomach is growling and it's to the point where like sometimes you might experience stomach cramps because you're like delaying this part of being hungry too long. And I know if you've been in this place, you probably have felt that stomach cramp. I feel this all the time whenever I'm on road trips and I can't eat at the time when I'm supposed to eat because, you know, we're on the road and I can literally feel my stomach cramping like it's telling me you just need something in your system. Even if it's water, even if it's like a fruit or something like a banana, like just get something in there, girl. So that's number nine. Now, number 10 is you're hangry now. 10 is like you're extreme, like you're hangry, you're irritable, you might be annoyed and you will literally eat anything in front of in front of you. Like I want you to think about like the foods that you don't like to eat. But like when you're hangry, you're like, okay, I might as well just eat that because at this point, like I can't wait any longer, whether you're waiting for your DoorDash to come in or something, or you're waiting for like your significant other and your boo to be like, 
all right, this is what we're picking to eat tonight, <laughs> right? Like this is where you're hangry. Like you don't have time to be picky. You're just going to pick something up and eat. So that's the hunger scale, right? All you really have to worry about is the number seven through 10, because that's usually the hunger piece of it. If you're between a one through six, you're not hungry. You're either bored or emotional eating, like I said. Now, when it comes to the fullness scale, the one through six means that you're not full. So let's say you eat something, but you just don't feel full yet. You're just like, okay, this is like, this is like small, right? And I feel this way when I write an apple. I'm like, okay, like an apple is good, but it's not like going to keep me full. So to me, that's like a one through six. Now, if you're at a seven on the fullness scale, it means that you eat just enough to the point where your stomach stops growling. You know, like when you just like eat to the point where like the stomach stops and you're like, oh, like I could probably eat some more, but like now, like I'm no longer like hungry. And then eight is where you feel comfortable and satisfied with your food. This is my favorite part to be in. This is where like you eat the foods that you like. You're like satisfied with the portion. It feels good. Like you've had like the right amount. And I'm pretty sure you felt this way before. If you've had foods that you enjoy, you're like, oh, this is amazing. I love it. Right now, if you're at a nine, it means that you are full, but you want to take a few more bites, even though you've had enough. And if you keep taking more bites, you might get to a place where you're just a little bit too full, but it doesn't feel uncomfortable just yet. So I think a lot about like the egg rolls that my mom make, right? Like usually for me, if I only eat until I'm an eight, which is where I feel comfortable and satisfied, that's usually like three egg rolls. But like, if I push myself to like a nine, that's like, I, I want two more egg rolls just because it tastes good. Like, I just want to have a few more bites because it tastes good, right? That's a nine for you. Now you're at a 10 if you are stuffed and uncomfortable. So this is like you overdid it. Like you ate so much that you are like literally feeling almost like sick. And if you were to wear jeans, you might want to unbutton them just so that your stomach can get some breathing room. So I like to think of this stage as like you're at the buffet and you're trying to get your money's worth, right? Like, I'm going to get my money's worth. I'm going to like eat like three to four plates and like just make sure that I tried every little dish that is everywhere, like the egg rolls, the fried rice, the wontons, the chicken on a stick, the soup, the fruits, the cake, the sushi, right? Like you want to eat everything. And if you're at a 10, you're like stuffed and uncomfortable. So that's the fullness scale. And one of the things that you want to aim for when it comes to the hunger and fullness scale is you want to be at a seven and eight for both of them. When you start taking pictures of your food, if you find that you're not a seven or eight for both of them, that is where you want to start making adjustments, whether it is a portioning problem or a timing problem. Let's say you notice that you have a portioning problem because you're always overly hungry, like you're at a nine or you're usually at a 10. And that's why you end up like eating so much and feeling like a nine or 10 on the phone scale. That tells me that you want to make sure you eat before you get to that point. So that means you might have to take your lunch earlier now. You might have to make sure you prepare dinner before you get home from work so that you're not like trying to come up with the idea of what to eat, what restaurant to get DoorDash from, or what kind of foods do you need to go to the grocery store to shop for really quickly so you can make something at home, right? Like 
that is where you start pinpointing the problem. And then you can also start looking at like, if you're literally from a one through six, when you have your snacks and stuff, that just means that you're not hungry. And those snacks that you have is a timing problem, right? Like you're literally having them every two hours after your meals, really pay attention to that. But this hunger and fullness skill will really give you a lot of information on just how you are right now with your food and help you see that, okay, if I aim for a seven to eight for both scale, how would I structure the meals? And to me, like how I have done this that works the best is I make sure that I eat at like 9 a.m. when I wake up. I have my lunch around 1, 2 p.m. And then sometimes I have my dinner around 7 p.m. as well. And I know that if I do have a snack between lunch and dinner is usually just because I'm bored. Like I'm not hungry at all because I'm not starving by then for sure. And now if you're thinking like, okay, that's a lot to change at once. I just want you to take this food journaling one meal at a time. Like if you start gathering this data and you find that every single meal you want to improve on, start improving it by picking breakfast first or either lunch or dinner, right? Don't try to change all breakfast, lunch, and dinner all at once. Pick one and give yourself two to three weeks to implement that new thing for breakfast and then go from there. Start habit stacking. Don't try to change everything all at once because you want to keep it simple and you want to allow yourself to take it one step at a time because that's the best thing. Right. And so because of that, I just want to share some client examples so that you can see what my clients have found through this process. And they're not tracking calories, they're losing weight. I just want your brain to kind of see that like it does work when you learn how to do it for yourself and take it one meal at a time, not all meals at the time. Okay. For my clients, right? I have one right now that. She found so much information about herself as a person doing this food journaling because when we started working together, she thought that she had a portioning problem, but it was actually a timing thing because she was snacking all the time. Like she was just having many meals and she didn't really have like full meals, which is why she ate a lot throughout the day. I have another client that found it was her desserts that is causing the weight gain instead of her main meal. So she was having like three desserts in one day. Sometimes she would have like a chocolate and then a slice of cake and then also cookies or something, right? And when she found this out, she was able to start planning her desserts ahead of time and really seeing that maybe she doesn't need to eat three desserts in one day, like one is enough for her. So that's another example. And then I have another client of mine that didn't realize she was eating out for breakfast every single day until she did this. And she was like, wait, like, I don't want to do that anymore. And so eventually she got to the point where instead of like changing her breakfast, she actually wanted to work on her dinner too, because the dinner was actually another one of them where she was eating out a lot. And she felt more in control of her options because she just knew that she wanted to tackle the dinner first instead of the breakfast. So that's another example of like using her food journal as a way to improve on her meal plans. And the clients that I'm referring to, like they have lost their first five pounds doing this. So I just want you to like let that sink in, right? Like 
it's about understanding where you are at right now to get to where you want to be in terms of your weight loss goal. If you don't know where you're at right now, this is a very fun activity for you to do and allow yourself to not get into the perfectionist mindset of like, I have to do it this way to make it right. I have to do it exactly like what Sam is saying. Like, no, like if you don't want to do it on your mobile phone, you don't have to do it on your iPad, do it on Google Docs, right? Create a Google Doc weekly and then just add your pictures in there and add notes for yourself if you need to. Like there's so many ways to do this but pick the way that feels the most easiest for you because there's not like a right or wrong way the outcome that I want you to get out of this is having the awareness of where you're at right now so that you can make those small changes meal by meal to get to where you want to be which is your weight loss goal And throughout this process, you're going to feel more confident in your food decision making. And you're also going to feel less guilty eating certain types of foods because you know why you're eating it, right? A lot of the times the guilt comes from you not knowing why you are overdoing it or like you're like wanting it all the time, right? Especially if you have a sweet craving and you're like beating yourself up over and over because you always want freaking chocolate. This will tell you why. And it will allow you to be nicer to yourself. And so I really hope that you enjoy this second part of this series as we are diving deep into the basics. But if you know someone who is like over tracking calories and you know that tracking calories doesn't work for them, they get very stuck to the numbers, send them this podcast episode. And also don't forget to leave me a review on the podcast. I would really appreciate it. But until then, you can find me on Instagram at superlysam. And I will talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in on this episode. Now, if you want to take this work deeper, join my one-on-one coaching program where I can help you lose weight and eat foods you actually like while helping you build a consistent routine where you'll no longer fall off on the weekends. To apply, visit www.superly.com to book a call with me. But other than that, I will talk to you 